Hello, my name's Annette and I'm a writer of children's books. My headline is, Have You Ever Wondered What a Horse Thinks? Maybe I should have said, Have You Ever Wondered What a Horse, a Donkey, a Dog or a Cat Thinks? Or any other living creature for that matter. Sometimes it's easy to see and sometimes it's not. Animals are simple beings. They eat when they're hungry, drink when they're thirsty and they run away when they're scared. You may have noticed other things. If you've got a dog, see how excited they get when they see you. This is because you're part of their pack and they love you to bits. But what if they could tell you? Can you imagine? In this podcast, I'd like to read you a story about a witch called Melisande. She's got a spell that she uses to help animals by letting them bridge the communication gap. That is, the spells allow them to talk. She made the spell to ask animals what they need. Melisande is a kind witch. She loves animals and is always interested in helping animals and their people. In this story, which is one that I haven't published yet, there is a horse called Captain, a donkey called Millie and an otter called Olive. There are other animals in the story, but these are the main characters. The heron stood tall and stately looking on the side of the canal, his white and grey plumage stark against the green backdrop of rushes and other marginal plants and the trees in the fields behind. Olive the otter looked up at him and called out a greeting as she played in the water with a pebble, rolling rolling it over and over in her paws. She dove under the water and came up with a second pebble, lying back in the water and tapping them together and listening to the noise it made. Otters use stones as tools to help them with food. They use it for cracking the shells on things. They're very clever and they have front paws that look like little hands. They're very playful and will make water slides to slide into the water for fun. The heron, whose name incidentally was Horace, nodded regally to Olive and rose slowly and majestically on huge wings that beat the air lifting Horace over the fence that followed the edge of the field and up into the sky. He flew along the edge of the canal, looking for a likely place to fish further down the canal. Olive was splashing about too much anyway and frightening the fish into hiding. It was a beautiful sunny day and the brightness of the sun lit up the water, rendering it as clear as glass. Olive could see the pineapple weed that someone had introduced in their dubious wisdom to the canal. The weed had pretty much taken over the bottom of the canal, preventing the native river weed from growing and making fishing almost impossible in places. Olive could hear the chatter of human voices and prepared to move to the bank to avoid being jostled by the wash of the slowly moving passenger barge's leisurely progress along the canal towards Tiverton Town Centre, where the passengers would disembark and rush off in their cars back to whatever the humans found so important in their lives. Olive could hear Captain's hooves now, the steady clop-clop of his large steel-shod hooves hitting the towpath as he pulled the large barge full of well-fed paying customers along the dock to where he would be given a well-earned drink and some oat. Captain always maintained that it wasn't a difficult job as the boat slid through the water like a sleigh through snow and he had plenty of time to enjoy his days now that he was semi-retired. After all, he would add, what's not to like? 
He had fresh air, a steady walk on even pathways, and the occasional apple or carrot from an appreciative spectator. It's a long way from pulling carts and hot crowded showgrounds. Captain was a shy horse, the biggest breed of heavy horse. He had been retired from the brewery for a few years and had started work on the barge strips just to keep him from being bored. Captain was huge at 17 hands, but very gentle. He had a, a chestnut, which is a brown coat, with a black mane and tail, and a white patch down his face that was called a blaze. He wore a traditional yoke and harness to pull the barge and ribbons in his mane. He had a straw hat for the very hot weather so that the sun didn't get into his eyes and a bandana for style. The countryside is beautiful and particularly beside the canal where you can see all sorts of birds and wildlife. You can see for miles across the fields and then there's a canal itself teeming with life. Olive could see the draw for Captain. It was a nice peaceful life with plenty of interesting things going on around him. He had a snug loose box and a field of grass with his name on it. He also, he also had a stable mate for company, a small donkey called Millie. She could be noisy and demanding, especially when Captain was led off by Charlie on bright sunny mornings of the summer months when he was pulling the barge. Olive likes to swim along close to the towpath and chat to Captain when she could. With her sleek body slicing through the water, she kept up with the plodding horse easily. They had very interesting chats. Captain always looked forward to seeing Olive and listening to Olive's views. She saw things from a different perspective to Captain and kept him up to date with all the latest canal-side gossip. Well, she would see things from a different perspective being down in the water, wouldn't she? The only downside of the canal trips was the litter that the trippers shed on their journey. It was a constant problem. Olive couldn't see why the humans had to throw their rubbish into the canal or onto the pathways. It could also be true of the walkers. Most of the walkers could be relied upon to either bin it or take it home. But the odd few would shed litter like a dog shed stray hairs. There were bins provided by the local council and surely there was a bin on the boat. A few of the local ducks and swans had run afoul of the rubbish left by these unthinking twits. They had been taken by the local RSPCA, which is the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and disentangled from the plastic rings or fishing lines and hooks that humans would selfishly drop mere feet from the rubbish bins. The wildlife don't understand why these things are dangerous and bad for their health, and once they're caught in them, they don't know how to get free from them. And it's not exactly as if they've got hands, is it? We can do it because we've got hands. They can't. Getting back to Captain and his son that walk along the path. He could hear a rustling in the undergrowth beside the canal and hear the swishing and thuds of a small animal moving about in the grass. He was hoping it was Olive or a bird. Mind you, if it was a bird... It might fly up into his face. Captain could feel his heart beginning to race and he huffed and snorted, his back feet shuffling sideways and stamping as he started to feel anxious. Whoa, boy, easy now. Captain's handler, Charlie, murmured softly 
as he gently stroked his side and shortened his lead rein, trying to calm him. Horses are very sensitive animals, despite their size, and need kind and gentle handling so that they're not frightened. Once they've made friends with you, they'll always remember you, so approach them from the front where they can see you and be gentle. Don't be noisy or jump them out. Okay, so it was Olive in the greenery beside the meandering water. She was lying in wait for Captain, ready with a juicy bit of gossip to tell him. Sorry, Captain, didn't mean to give you a start, called Olive at, in her squeaky voice as she peeked over the long grass at him. That's all right, Olive, replied Captain with a snort and a shake of his head. His mane flying up and around his head and neck to clear his nose of the dratted flies that forever flew round his head in the summer. I was just a bit worried there for a minute that I was going to be attacked, you know. Oh, okay. Olive rolled her eyes at the nervousness of the gentle giant and chatted on. Anyway, would you like to hear the gossip about Mary the Moorhen? Olive didn't stop for breath, telling Captain all about the naughty Moorhen and the trouble that she had been causing. But that's another story. Meanwhile, back at the field... Millie the donkey was getting impatient for Captain to come home. She looked again at the clock tower and sighed heavily. <sighs> Millie didn't know how to tell the time, but she knew where the hands would be placed. It was only half past two, or so she thought. Captain wouldn't be back until six o'clock. The hands seemed to be moving very slowly today. It felt like forever to an impatient little donkey. And I think we'll leave it there.